Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, May 6th. 5:58 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures down eight and three quarters at 7.88 and three quarters. December corn down ten and a half at 7.28. July soybeans down 16 and three quarters at 16.30 and a quarter. November beans down 16 and a half at 14.75 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat down eight and three quarters at 10.97 and three quarters. July Kansas City wheat down ten and a half at 11.66 and a half. July spring wheat down four and three quarters at 12.05. If you guys are listening on the podcast. Appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave me a comment. Uh, let me know what sort of planting progress is occurring in your area. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send a ton of information out to my premium subscribers every single business day. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. You will just get a ton of information direct from me morning email, all of my grain marketing recommendations, a ton of weather info, my daily subscriber-only videos. Remember, guys, all of this is mobile-friendly. Everything is, is super easily accessible uh, on your cell phone if you are somebody that's on the go all the time. I did a subscriber-only video yesterday where I went through the diesel situation, talked about prices, fundamentals, why such a separation between gas and diesel, uh, some potential uh, ideas in regard to locking up fuel needs. I've had a lot of questions about this recently, so I decided to do a video. So if you guys want to see this deal, uh, give that premium deal a shot this weekend, guys. Dry weather in France may result in reduced wheat production. So we've got more global wheat problems. This may have had something to do with yesterday's sharp rally in the wheat market. You've got a hot and dry forecast that some people say will cause irreversible damage to the crop in France. There was a Reuters piece out here uh, yesterday discussing this. France is the EU's largest grain producer, and uh, they typically account for, I think, like 29 or 30 percent of the EU wheat crop. And the EU uh, is is the biggest wheat producer combined in the world. They produce more wheat than China combined. So this is uh, potentially a big deal. We're not to the point where we're starting to see uh, like statistics in regard to crop estimates and that sort of thing. But that may be the next thing to come if this hot and dry forecast comes to fruition. And I think, again, this probably had something to do with the rally in the wheat market yesterday. So more crop problems when it comes to wheat. We've got issues here in the U.S. We know uh, Ukraine has issues when it comes to the invasion and logistics and all that sort of thing. So uh, just uh, another deal here in regard to wheat. Drought remains active over much of the U.S. The government released weekly drought data yesterday. Despite despite uh, recent rains, USDA continues to estimate that 69% of U.S. winter wheat areas experiencing a drought, and most of that here in the Southern Plains, of course. Those areas have caught some rains recently, so I would not be surprised to, to see an improvement in the drought situation over the next couple of weeks. USDA estimates that 23% of U.S. corn areas, 14% of U.S. soybean areas, and 35% of U.S. spring wheat areas experiencing a drought. And again, the vast majority of that here in the West, um, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, into uh, you know areas even further west and further north. So it's still an issue here. We have seen some relief in some areas. 
U.S. corn planting, I think, could accelerate. Uh, looking at the radar here this morning, you've got a system that's going to work its way out to the east. But then over the next seven days, a big chunk of Illinois is going to be dry. big chunk of Iowa is going to be dry. Uh, Indiana is going to be kind of a mixed bag. But I think in those areas in particular, you should see some much uh, more activity in regard to corn planting next week. And keep in mind that this this these drier conditions will be accompanied by some heat. Uh, by, say, Monday, Tuesday next week, you're going to see highs in the 80s, uh, maybe even 90 degrees in parts of Illinois and Iowa. Uh, same thing for the Mid-South and for the Plains. So I think you could see a lot of corn planted in some areas next week. Now, this is not a perfect forecast. You're still wet uh, in Ohio. And then you look at the Northern Plains, you're South Dakota, North Dakota, parts of Minnesota, even Northern Nebraska, this Northwest corner of Iowa could still be a little bit wetter by comparison. So certainly not perfect, but I would imagine in this kind of central area of the Corn Belt, a lot of Iowa, a lot of Illinois, Missouri, um, parts of Indiana, you could see a big increase in corn planting uh, next week. That would not be surprising. Uh, your six to 10 day map, uh, very warm, and we know that heat's coming and dry again for the central eastern part of the Corn Belt. And then this, this western area, the Corn Belt, Northern Plains, uh, still a little bit wetter by comparison. Spring planting in Ukraine continues. The Ukrainian Grain Traders Union said yesterday that farmers have planted 6.1 million hectares. That's like 15 million acres of spring crops. The group continues to expect total spring plantings at 11.5 million, which would be about 28 million acres. That would be down uh, ballpark 25% from last year. So 25 to 30% reduction in spring acreage in Ukraine is, is kind of the number that's been uh, tossed around here lately. The Ukrainian government hasn't really said much in regard to the 2022 crop outlook as fighting continues there. Ukraine's ag minister did say this week that the country would have enough grain to feed its population, and that was never the issue. The issue has always been, at, at this point, shipping and logistics, that the Ukrainian ports are closed. They can't move grain out of the country. Uh, a UN representative said this week in regard to the, the grain being stuck in Ukraine, he said this, it's almost a grotesque situation we see at the moment in Ukraine with nearly 25 million tons of grain that could be exported, but that cannot leave the country simply because of lack of infrastructure, the blockade of ports. So for the moment, it looks like farming activity is, is probably better than maybe we would have thought a couple of months ago, uh, but uh, the logistics issues uh, remain hugely problematic. World food prices moderated in April. The UN or the uh, Food and Agriculture Organization had their World Food Price Index out this week. The index actually declined slightly in April, but still very, very close to record highs. It was record high last month, and we ticked down like less than about one percentage point, I think. Um, a UN a food economist said this, the small decrease in the index is a welcome relief, particularly for low-income food deficit countries, but still food prices remain close to their recent highs, reflecting persistent market tightness and posing a challenge to global food security for the most vulnerable. So again, this, this has always been an issue for your poorer countries, your countries that rely on imports from the Black Sea in particular. So nothing's really changed here, just a small downtick down in uh, prices. Export sales, kind of a mixed bag last week. Soybean sales were good. Uh, 7.34 or 7.35 for uh, old crop was up 28% from the prior four-week average. That's a good old crop print uh, in beans for this time of year. And new crop soybean sales uh, continue 563 
1,000 metric tons. We've accumulated 11.1 million metric tons in total new crop soybean sales. That is the best on record seasonally for this time of year. Old crop corn sales were off, but a good looking new crop corn sales number, uh, 738,000 for new crop corn. Uh, as with soybeans, we've got the best book of new crop corn sales uh, on record. Wheat sales generally poor, uh, both for old crop and new crop. You've seen essentially no uptake of significance in demand for U.S. wheat despite the Ukraine situation. We're just overpriced here. The U.S. stock market declined sharply yesterday. Um, it's been a roller coaster this week. So following the Fed announcement on uh, Wednesday, you had the big rally in the stock market. Everything was up sharply uh, at Wednesday's close. Yesterday, the markets gave it all back. The Dow Jones fell more than 3% or more than uh, 1,000 points. The S&P lost 3.6%, which is a huge down day. The NASDAQ lost almost 5%. Yesterday was the worst day for the Dow and the NASDAQ since 2020. The market's still reacting to, I think, a complete reversal in Fed policy, despite the fact that shift was very well telegraphed. I think some people fear that the Fed may ultimately have to move rates above a neutral level and toward a more restrictive level. Uh, we're not there yet, and, and Powell talked about about that, but I don't know that it's on the table right now. If disflation do, inflation does not moderate or become reduced, uh, that's probably an idea that they'll explore. The bond market has fallen sharply along with stocks, which is something that you don't see every day. So where's all that money going? I have no idea, but you've seen trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars come out of both of those markets, uh, the stock market and the bond market since the beginning of the year. Crazy stuff. Uh, the cattle market yesterday was... Um, the cattle market was uh, lower. We had uh, a dollar loss in, in most of the live cattle contracts, and feeders were down like a dollar and a half to two dollars in the nearby contracts. There was still cash traded 139 to 146, so you've still got a big discount on the board versus the cash market. See what develops here today. The U.S. dollar is down 50 points. The S&P is down 20. The Dow is down 100. Uh, bonds are off. Gold's up nine bucks. Crude oil up two dollars and eleven cents at 110.36. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.